Welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be here on a beautiful Saturday morning. What a week. It's been like a couple weeks, man. I'm coming to this podcast exhausted, uh, but I'm grateful to be here. You, you just talked to Isaac, but I'll go ahead and introduce you. Uh, give it up for Infinity Bro Isaac. Isaac, welcome. Woo. I am glad to be here, glad to be talking with you, and glad to be able to see you today. That's going to be fun. Yeah, uh, I'm Infinity Bro Max, for those that haven't listened and uh, didn't know I'm the host of this show today. We got a jam-packed show uh, for you. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, big stuff happening, though, out here, Isaac. Let me tell you about Big my, stuff. Let me tell you about last night. So last night, for those that don't know, I coach football. Yeah, I know. We'll get to the advertised content, people. Chill out, okay? <laughs> we are playing the state champions in our state for football. Uh, we are down 28-27. Uh, we, we score the touchdown, 28-27. We have a choice to make. Do we kick the field goal, go for two? Our head coach elects to make the right choice, in my opinion. He goes for two. We get it. We get it. They drive down the field. As time expires, their field goal kicker shakes it to the left. That is rough, man. I mean, good for you guys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For, but I, I really can't get that kid out of my head. That kicker, like he has to be having a rough twelve hours. Oh, here. absolutely, man. No question and, about and it. And high school, high school kicking is rough because it's generally hit or miss. But like at that level, like you guys are up the upper level of Minnesota football. Like he should be making kicks like i'll put it this way I, I coach i'm the head coach of the ninth grade team at the school i'm at our our kicker at ninth grade was drilling field goal kicks from 23 yards out yeah so our, we have the kickers to do it um but wanted to celebrate that but that's 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 where like i'm coming into this episode for those that are wondering I, i'm just i'm just exhausted we've just been like it's been a weird two weeks isaac it's been we a weird couple been, weeks like, yeah like our our group has been going nonstop, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, Isaac. I mean, uh, Robbie and I both coach football, so yeah. we're both kind of like elbows deep in it. And right, yeah, football season gets tough, man. Everybody's just busy. Fall, school starting. We all have like small kids now too, so yeah, it's it's rough. If you subscribe on iTunes, uh, you know, Spotify, Google Music, thanks so much. We really appreciate you guys. We'd love it if you'd, you'd consider doing that. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. We've got a jam packed show for you today jam-packed jam-packed which is a preview of our top five literally uh, we are we have a ton we're it, it's a straight up nerd, nerd news episode with a spoiler review on the end we are going to break down all of the mcu news that's come out there's a small piece of dc news in regards to black adam that came out about 10 days ago we're going to talk about that we're going to break down give our uh, perspective on the wandavision trailer that just released and then we're going to give our complete spoiler breakdown and review of The Boys, season mm-hmm. two. Um, and if you've listened to this show before, it's not a show for everybody. But if you are part of some, if you are part of that group that can handle some of the things that The Boys is going to throw at you, my gosh, I cannot wait to review this season. I'm so excited to talk about it. Oh, man. Um, we're not going to so bury good. the lead, but I want to make sure that you, if you're a listener that you understand our rating system as we move forward. So I'm just going to go ahead and put the bumper for that right here here on the infinity bros podcast everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent 
If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an Infinity Step. Big nerd news week. Yeah. Massive nerd news week for us. And and we somehow have been absent for all of this. So like this episode is like has to be jam packed with nerd news because we just need to catch up on everything that's been happening. There's so much stuff. Yeah. End of September to October is really a grind, especially I'd say for Robbie and I. Right. Mm-hmm. I think like yeah, us too, especially it's like, oh my gosh, getting here is just a miracle. Yeah. Uh but let's let's talk about the one the, the news that I think is the most shocking pun intended to me. Uh, is this Jamie Foxx news. So this was first reported by Hollywood <laughs> Reporter. The next Spider-Man movie is getting a major jolt. Okay, I made a pun first, and then <laughs> I'm sorry. You everybody. beat him You beat him to the punch. That's it's, so it's stupid. Fine. I apologize. <laughs> Jamie Foxx, who played the classic Spidey villain Electro in Andrew Garfield starring The Amazing Spider-Man 2, is in final talks to reprise the role of, for the latest Spider-Man installment, starring Tom Holland and being made by Marvel and Sony Pictures in partnership. John Watts, the filmmaker behind Homecoming and last year's Spider-Man Far From Home, is still in the director's chair for the third installment, which Sony has dated officially for December uh, 17th, excuse me, 2021. That date we'll see, though. I mean, like, obviously, the dates, everything gets moved back, it feels like, to 2022. Most of the supporting cast is returning, Zendaya, Marissa Tomei, Jacob Batalon, and Tony Riveroli. Um, Marvel had no comment, but Isaac, and we'll all put a link in the show notes for those that are listening, Jamie Foxx did actually post a picture on his social media basically insinuating that this was a kind of Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie. It yeah. would, for those that maybe aren't going to look at the picture or just would prefer a description, it was a long shot of the three original Spider-Men looking up at this massive cloud storm, and it was Electro, and it was Jamie Foxx's face in the middle of it. Uh Isaac, we'll talk about Benedict Cumberbatch coming on to this here in a bit and maybe what our thought process is behind Spider-Verse. You and I talked originally about Electro, and all I said to you was, wow. And then you, <laughs> exactly. you kind of, you kind of I, the verbal processing was your words. I'll let you speak to that. But what do you rate this news right now? And where are you sitting? And, and actually, I'm kind of glad that we're coming at this a week later, Isaac. Because I think initially our thoughts would be a lot different than right now. Right. We've had a, yeah. a week to chew on this and mm-hmm. hear more news like the Benedict Cumberbatch news. Where are you sitting with this right now? And for those that don't know, Isaac and I have said on the record the best comic book movie ever, in our opinion, is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Where are you sitting with this? Man, it's been a whirlwind of emotions for Spider-Man fans the last couple of weeks. Like, it's... I mean, you already said it. This news was, pun intended, shocking. Like, I, when I heard this news, I was like, this has got to be fake. There's there's no way that this is real news. Like, even reading The Hollywood Reporter, which is the first uh, people that reported it, which is a, a reliable news source, I was like, I was like, this cannot be true. Like, I, I cannot believe that they would bring back Jamie Foxx, which Zane made the point later in the week, he might be the best villain in the Amazing Spider-Man series. That might be true, but it's not saying much. Like, and that was not Jamie Foxx's fault. Like, he is a great actor. That was a part that was written horribly along with the whole Amazing Spider-Man series. It's just strange that they're they're bringing him back. Like, if you were going to bring back an iconic villain, why not bring back um 
is it Molina uh, who played Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 or Alfred Molina yes or like uh, William Defoe who played Green Goblin in the first Spider-Man like those guys were iconic villains and it's just so interesting that that they are choosing to bring back Jamie Foxx and there's been other people rumored as well I believe I've heard that uh, Kristen Dunst is rumored Kirsten Dunst is rumored to be in talks along with uh, DeHaan, who played the Green Goblin in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, those are both little rumors, bits. you know, no no little bits. No bits. credence to those at, at this point. But, man, it sure seemed like they were gearing up to do this Spider-Verse thing before they announced the Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be in it. And then it's like, okay, well... If he's in it, it's almost like a sure thing. Like, we're going to see some sort of Spider-Verse dimensional something or other in Spider-Man 3. Like, like at this point, it's basically confirmed. So, man, it's just so crazy. I think, I think overall, I will give this news a 5 out of 6 because, first of all, 5 out of 6 is, is high, in my opinion, because... Seeing a live action Spider Verse is going to be buck wild. Like this is just let's hold off on that because I want to talk about Jamie Fox first. Because I think I think I think these are two separate conversations. Because I'm right, following yeah. what you're saying, I'm following, and I think that's right. a can of worms. Right. We want to talk about it in a little deeper layer with other people involved. In regards to Jamie Fox, when I first heard this, I actually didn't think it was crazy to have a thought process of going like hey, we're going to give him another shot at Electro in this universe. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think that's out of the picture yet. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think Benedict Cumberbatch being hired and brought in for this role, in my opinion, could be a curveball. It could be us trying to get us to think it's one thing than the other. Right. And that we'll talk about WandaVision too. So, like, I mean, all this kind of obviously works together. And with COVID, I think Marvel can't be as secretive with their plan as they usually would like to be. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I, I, I say that. But but with Jamie Foxx, where I would stand on Jamie Foxx in, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which is the worst Spider-Man movie ever made in my <laughs> I, I'm with you. You did a rewatch a couple weeks ago, I know. Yep. Um, but here's the thing about The Amazing Spider-Man 2. The concept was brilliant. I loved the idea. Right. I loved the they idea had of good all those concepts. They had good things about it. It's the execution was just and the writing was just It was the writing, garbage. but like yeah. I think of the slow motion fight scene mm-hmm. um where Peter Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker is fighting Electro in the city. And he, Jamie Foxx gives a great performance in that movie. I stand by that. He plays a desperate guy who is a loser who is craving this attention and Spider-Man in his eyes steals it from him. And I felt that when I watched this movie. I really did. I felt that. I felt it way more than I felt any of that Green Goblin stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt it way more than I felt any of the very light rhino stuff with. <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't even get me started. Paul Giamatti. Oh, my gosh. There's really two parts of the Spider-Man series. Three parts I'd like to bring back. Andrew Garfield, um, Emma Stone, and Electro. If those are the three things I can replicate and pull from the previous movies, I would. I, I think Electro looks fine. Mm-hmm. I'd go a step further. I think the look for Electro looks fine. I know a lot of people don't agree with me on that. I think it's a new age look. I know that knowing Marvel, I'm assuming they're going to go back to the classic look unless this is a Spider-Verse. 
and maybe even then they'll they'll have him change it to have those little five sparks coming off his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I I don't hate this news at all. I'm going to give this a six out of six because Jamie Foxx is that good of an actor. And that's the thing that Marvel continues to do. And it's kind of what DC is starting to do is they're hiring great actors for these roles. Right. You hire the best actor available in the room. This guy's good. He's going to be in the Spawn movie as well. He's really diving deep into these comic book movies. He wants to make a name for himself here. Mm-hmm. They have to have a plan. So let me talk through the Benedict Cumberbatch thing real quick, and then you. Let, let me go. touch on something about Jamie Fox one more time, though. He he. So he on his Instagram, uh, he also posted a picture with him and Tom Holland, and he said uh, in that post, it was it was another post about coming back as Electro. He posted that he was not going to be coming back as the Blue Electro. So it is. I mean, take that for what you will. I mean, they obviously have been you know in very early pre-production and stuff like that but i mean this could be very well what you were saying a whole new character and and thing on electro it could it could be just like you said they're bringing back jamie fox because he was he is a great actor so i i think it could go both ways i the reason i give this a five out of six was because of the mess that was amazing spider-man 2 and i this has nothing to do with the mcu spider-man Right, like as a Spider-Man fan, I have reservations. So that's it's that's, a taste in your mouth you cannot get out, and it's right. not even the MCU's fault. Exactly, it has nothing to do with the MCU. Yep, it's it's the 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 cards they were dealt, and that's the way it is. Let's 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 move into Cumberbatch. The conversation's still going though. Hollywood Reporter, same thing. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch also joins Spider-Man Three as Doctor Strange. The move puts Cumberbatch in the mentor role that was previously occupied by RDJ's. Tony Stark and Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. So I think they're trying every, it looks like every movie, they're trying to put a guy, <clears throat> forgive me, they're trying to put a guy in charge of this. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is putting on the cloak of levitation, Royal Prize's role, blah, 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 blah. The move puts Cumberbatch in the mentor role. Uh, it gives Holland a chance to play opposite seasoned actors, gives Peter Parker another father figure, and gives the movies extra star power while trying while tying them to the greater MCU. There's no doubt in our eyes this is Spider-Verse, right, Isaac? Right. Like when they announce this news. Like, like this this is confirmation. You just said yeah, that. Right, exactly. Like it's it's gonna be very hard to believe that they're not doing some like even if it's not a full out Spider-Verse, that they're gonna do some sort of dimensional, like, hey, bringing in other characters from potentially other movies and stuff like that. Like there's gotta be some element of that to this. And as we'll talk about, I mean, like with WandaVision, you know, potentially breaking dimensional barriers and then going into Doctor Strange 2, which will be coming out after Spider-Man 3. Like there's just so much to this that that just is feeding into the whole Spider-Verse arc. Like it's just too much information there to believe that there's not something there for sure. Okay. Okay. So let's 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 talk through this through a couple things then. We had well, let's let's reference Spider-Man One, the first Spider-Man, so that would be Far From Home, or, or Homecoming. 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 Yep. In Spider-Man Homecoming, Tony Stark plays this father figure role. He is in the movie a limited capacity. Let's be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick Fury is a little more in it, but we end up finding out. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen it yet, this is on you. 
Nick Fury isn't Nick Fury. He's actually Talos, um, the shape-shifting scroll. We find out that Nick Fury is now the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, excuse me, S.W.O.R.D. So, how much is Benedict going to be in this? Because that's part of this, too. Is he really going to be in this a ton? Right. Or is he an intro or outro piece of the puzzle here? Probably more of an intro based on the description that Hollywood Reporter is giving. Mm-hmm. And if this plays to the overall arc of where the MC was going, which obviously it does, how does Kang fit into this, you think? Because they just hired Kang. How does that fit into this, Isaac? That is that is a very good point. And, and uh, I think there's some very interesting things they can do with time travel slash interdimensional travel even like if you could bring the quantum realm into it i don't think anything really is out of the possibility of what they can do in the mcu and that's a really that's a really good point i never even like really thought of that but ant-man 3 is where kang is supposed to come into it which i believe is not even slated to come out until 20 late 2022 maybe ant-man 3 is going to break significant records compared to the other ant-mans oh yeah absolutely it's going just to because be... of that one piece of news right and probably how this slate is going to work because this is what's going to happen with black widow we're going to get thunderbolts with black widow right like if you put the pieces together and see they're they're holding off on that that. they're also holding off on falcon and winter soldier that's going to be i mean zemo is going to be in falcon and winter soldier right Mm -hmm. so we're going thunderbolts with this ross is in in black widow Mm -hmm. we're going thunderbolts right so that's one piece of the puzzle I would like to think that Norman Osborn has to be a part of that conversation then at some oh, point please, too, right? Please. So Norman Osborn. So so now we're talking Spider Man in the Spider Verse movie, but we haven't even gotten into Norman Osborn, who probably from a MCU perspective needs to be a critical quintessential piece, or is this Marvel's way of going? And this is kind of where I think this is happening here, Isaac. I think this is the MCU's way of working with Sony and saying you can use all the characters you want to do now. And you right. could stay the hell out of our, <laughs> stay the hell out of our universe. Yep. Okay? Like, yeah, like honestly, that's kind of what I think. I think this is Feige saying this is what I'll work with. I really like what you guys did with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I actually, I think if they do Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, they have to do Miles Morales. Like it's a non-negotiable, and and I would even argue it has to be the actor that played him in that cartoon movie. Maybe he is a cartoon in the movie. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I, I'd be fine he with that. Has to be in it, in my opinion. You have to get Jake Johnson in, in a Spider-Man costume, oh my I think. Gosh, that that be, is how that much I respect and admire that movie. They cannot do a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie without those guys in it, in my opinion. I think character-wise, I think you're right. I think it would be a stretch. I think it would be fantastic if they did it, but I think it would be a stretch to see uh, an animated uh, Spider-Man in the MCU. But It wasn't a stretch for us to see an, an animated pig, though. Well, in Spider-Verse, though, that's different, yeah. I understood the genre was cartoon, but this is Doctor Strange we're talking about. Everything's off the table in terms of weirdness. I mean, the dude had a trippy acid trip (laughs) in his first movie, and he looks at his hands, who are growing hands, who are growing hands, (laughs) who pull him into the pupil of his eye. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't actually buy that, Isaac. I, I think it can be done. I think Marvel can do it. Can be done and will be done are two very different things, and I nah, don't. We're, I don't we're, think we're we'll we're see counting that. on Sony too much in our thought process here. Feige ain't gonna put nothing up there that ain't good. Oh, that's true. 
Far From Home is an okay MCU movie. It's not the best MCU movie. It moved everything forward after Homecoming. I mean, right. after, after Endgame, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, sure. And it, it's a good movie, but if you're going to do Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, it has to connect with that, that cartoon movie, in my opinion, because that is the standard for how to do this. Okay, just call back here. You remember when the trailer for um, Far From Home came out and, and everybody thought they were doing multiverse because Peter mentions yeah. 616 yeah. and yeah. and uh, Mysterio says something about multiverses and stuff like that? Like, man, looking back on that now is like, it's so crazy to think that they, they pulled the curveball on us in Far From Home with Mysterio and now, now it's coming back to it again. Like, hey, guess what? They w- they faked us out with the the multiverse then, but now this could absolutely be coming true in the next Spider-Man movie. I wonder, Isaac, if that was them testing the waters. Yeah, could be. Like, I wonder if that was them going like, okay, this is kind of what we want to do. We don't. We're not fully committed to it yet because if we go full committed to this, we have to be all in. Right. Let's let's tease this out and let's put it right after Endgame because we're gonna know where everybody's at right after Endgame, right? Right. So and let's I'm put it right after Endgame. Now, now thinking about think. it, I'm like so glad they did it that way because now they have so many pieces that they can work with with WandaVision and Doctor Strange too. Like, man, this this is gonna be like they're really building this up, and it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. I'm I cannot wait for it. This is really important piece of the puzzle here, Venom. Oh man. It is because Venom is the hit for them. Venom is the thing that's separate from Spider-Man that is Spider-Man, right? Mhm. Right. I think they have to pull Venom in now. But the question is does Feige let him? Does Feige let Tom Hardy's Venom come into this universe? That is a very interesting that's a very interesting point. Uh I I think Feige would be okay with it as long as he retain the creative control like if if sony is willing and that's the thing though i don't think sony would let venom go into the mcu without retaining some sort of creative capacity to venom i i couldn't i could not disagree with you more isaac and here's why i think sony wants venom in the mcu they want a piece of the pie this is a pie that only the mcu owns the only access point is through peter parker and it's a sliver you give him venom, the pie gets the piece of the pie gets a little bigger, and Sony gets a little more of that capital and cash. And the other part of this is, and I talked about it earlier, I don't think I think Sony wants to put all these characters into Marvel's universe. Marvel's the gatekeeper. And I I, I think they I disagree. I, I think they want Tom Hardy in that universe because then it can't move forward without them. Then it's it they are needed. And and that is a huge that that's where Feige has to be really really smart in this process, and it's a hurdle he's never had to really jump over before, because now he has this really established universe. And how long can it keep going is the question, right? And these are kinds of questions that that hurt or help that question. I think you're definitely absolutely correct that Sony wants these characters in the MCU. The only the only thing that I have reservations on is Sony still wants to make a lot of money. So what they're what they are going to do is going to try to retain control of these characters, and if they give full creative capacity to Feige, like I think that basically ends their their capacity. I shouldn't say end because they can still make money as they've proved with Spider-Man movies. They can keep making Spider-Man content for years and years and years. And still make money, even though it's not good content. 
But I think that's going to, like, if Feige has control of their characters, that's going to change the course of the whole thing that they've been doing. And I don't know if they're they're ready for that. Unless they want to just give Feige everything, give him control of everything, then I don't I don't really know that's what, what Sony has. what they kind of do with Spider-Man, though, right? Like, they kind of do that already with Spider-Man. I think I think they still just want their hands in too much on everything that's going on. And they obviously, like, the MCU has their Spider-Man, and they have full creative control of him. But Sony's still got their hands in the mix. And I just, I just don't see them giving up uh, all of their characters. Plus, I mean, I don't think the MCU is going to bring a lot of those characters in anyways because, like, Morbius, Venom, you know, those kind of characters... They're just a little darker, and the MCU just isn't... I don't know if they're ready for that kind of stuff at this point. I would love to see Venom, like Tom Hardy's Venom, uh, face off against Tom Holland. <laughs> so I'm all for it. I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm eye-rolling it till it happens. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm eye-rolling that because, Isaac, that is, of course, what you want. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they've conditioned you to want that, and that's not how this should have been. It should have been... They were together at the same time. This should have had Tom Holland in it from the get-go. And, oh, yeah, I, absolutely. I, hold, I agree that, I hold with that. to that. And that's, that is not indicative even necessarily of the Vision movie, of the Vision, excuse me, the Venom movie. It, it, is, not, it is not indicative even of Tom, Hall, Tom Hardy. Gosh, I keep mixing up my words. <laughs> Tom Hardy has no issue with that. And I'm sure he was a good Venom. I haven't seen the movie still. I refuse to see the movie still. <laughs> Be, because next, it next doesn't have Spider-Man connected to it. Max seeing Venom when we had a thousand. Well, and maybe, and maybe that's where this comes to, Isaac. And that's what I will say. If it does connect to Spider-Man, then yeah, you do have my interest. Then I do have to go back and watch it. Right. You yeah. have to make this worth my time. Mm-hmm. And, and these spin-off movies that Sony's doing is unacceptable to me. This right. Morbius concept is unacceptable to me. Well, if it and, doesn't. And here's connect. where Morbius is a little different. I think. Morbius started after they uh, after they had reworked the contract. Spider Man Spider Man had a poster in the Morbius trailer. Plus, uh, Vulture Michael Keaton from Homecoming was the the last part of that Morbius trailer. So they've got some elements of Spider Man, which the Venom had zero. Venom had zero Spider-Man elements. So Morbius is a little bit more interesting in that capacity because they could mention Spider-Man. They might have some things that they can do with Spider-Man. He, he's not going to be in it, obviously. But they've got some things that they can work with, whereas Venom was constrained to nothing, no Spider-Man content. So that That's a very fair fair statement. Let's, let's close out this part of it and let's keep moving forward. Um, but most important question here, what are the odds... That Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back here. Like, what's the percentage today where you're at with this? Not what you want. What realistically do you think is going to happen? Yeah, here? those are two very different things because what I want is absolutely no for Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield to come into it. I will say this, though. I will say this. If you have Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield, I need Miles Morales from the cartoon. I'm holding to that. They, he is in that pinnacle with those two. I mean, that, that would be that's epic. How, that that would is be how amazing. high of regard I have for that movie. I put him in the same category. In fact, I put him a peg higher than Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Toby Maguire's yeah. OG. We can't really get rid of the nostalgia there. But Miles Morales, I, I'm forgiving me. I'm, I'm forgiving the actor's name. I'll look that up while you talk, Isaac. What? So tell us the. Obviously, you're like 100. Six out of six, you want that, right? 
What is the what is the percentage actual percentage? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a possibility at this point. So I think if we're going like percentages, I think it's got to be at this point maybe a a little gosh I I would say like maybe thirty to forty percent chance that it could happen, which I think is pretty high at this point because nothing I mean no rumors have even started about it, but like with. With Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx is like the first domino in all of this, I feel like. Like, we could, could, could is much different than will, but we could start hearing rumors and talks and and more news about more actors and actresses joining this movie. And sure, are they going to be two-second cameos? Probably. But regardless, I mean, if, if Tobey Maguire makes a five second cameo as spider-man that's all i need that is like that is going to be the quintessential spider-verse live action like everything that i we have been talking about on the infinity bros podcast basically since like episode 10 or 11 i think was far from home we were talking about or maybe no it wasn't homecoming that wasn't that long ago definitely far from home but like man uh the fact that I'm talking 30 to 40% chance that it could happen is just mind-blowing to me. I cannot believe we're at this point in Spider-Man uh, film history that we could potentially see a live-action Spider-Verse. Like, I, I cannot believe we are even discussing this right now. It's just nuts. I'm going 50-50. Because 50-50, you know, wow. I'm going 50-50 because, because of Benedict Cumberbatch, not because of Electro. I think Jamie Foxx could just be in the third Spider-Man. I, I I would have said the the percentage chances was a little higher with Jamie Foxx, but I needed more. If here's where this and the reason I'm saying fifty fifty is I'm buying the rumors. I'm buying the rumors. Here's the biggest part. Marvel, hear me out. Do not announce that you're bringing Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Don't <laughs> yes, it. I don't, don't care what don't you announce have to do. That. I don't care oh my what gosh. you have to do. Shock the piss if out of If they us. somehow keep that a secret and keep I see secret. that in the theaters, yep. I am literally going to crap they my pants sitting there That's in the theaters. That's what we need. I, I would argue. And the and the name, and it's Shameek Moore. I want okay, Shameek yeah. Moore in this movie, too. I, I'm going to put that out there and say How it. How old I, is I'm he, not, though? I mean, isn't he I don't a little care. older? I don't care. Don't care. Don't care. I th- I think if he they... could he could play an older one he could he, if he's Maybe. an older person I mean, yeah, he could I... this could be like hey this is your future you're going to right I I think Shamik Moore has to be in this movie too I I'm I'm that passionate about that movie I would go as far as to say he could be a cartoon that I I'm I'm that strong about my feelings about that movie that Shamik Moore needs to be in that movie Spider Gwen needs to be in that movie. Um, if you could pull Nicolas Cage in and maybe yes. they just do, maybe they do look like normal people, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they, maybe they transition from cartoon into reality oh and gosh, you see it in Nicolas cartoons Cage first in a Spider-Man movie. That's, this is what we're talking about here. Isaac. It, it, this, this stuff can be done with Dr. Strange. Nothing is out of the question when Dr. Strange is in the works. So no, I, I think it's 50, 50 because if Kirsten Dunst and, and those other people that are being talked about are rumored, it's true, but I want Marvel to not tell us that they're in it. We'll please, all know it. Please don't tell us. Like the fact that like we didn't have I mean, we had a little bit of an indication that JJJ was gonna be in Spider Man with JK Sh- Simmons showing up at the premiere, but like that they didn't announce that and that, that was a surprise, it 
I like when I saw him in the theaters, I flipped. Like that was that was incredible. I want that third act feeling. Give me that feeling in the third act. It's the same concept as Endgame. Let let's let's uh, do it like you did Endgame. Don't bring him on the press tour. You can if you want to. Maybe maybe you legally have to put their name in the thing. I don't know, but pay them whatever you got to pay them because I'm telling you, if you pull those three cats in, it, it's gonna it's gonna it might make more than Endgame. I'll put it out there. It wow. might make more than Endgame. I think that because because Spider Man's just different. There's it's no just way it different. makes more than Endgame. Endgame. I don't know, is dude. I, well, here's 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 why I would here's why I would say that, and that might be a crazy hot take. It's it would connect everybody, right? It would connect everything. It would bring back OG Spider Man stuff, right? So yeah. even if you didn't care about this universe, but you liked those previously, you're coming back into it. I think 2021 and 2022 are going to be they're going to be massive. Big. They're going to be, be massive years of people going to stuff. True. I think people who didn't go to a lot of movies are going to change their tune on that. So those are just kind of things I'd say. Endgame, obviously, two billion—that's a big number to cross. But no doubt in my mind, it'll make one point five. Oh yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think it could absolutely because the previous two Spider-Man movies both made a billion, didn't they? Or they the did. first one so was. So the yeah, point I'm saying, did. if you can get to one point five, which is Avengers territory. Oh yeah. You're in business. Absolutely. So I, I just think. And, and maybe that hinges on them announcing that. And that's now we're getting in the weeds. But I just I want to say I want to advocate for Shamik more. Let me also. And I know you agree with me. on that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I know you agree. I'm, not, I'm in. I'm all in on that. I'm all in on anything that includes the Spider-Verse right. and literally anything in my entire life. So. But I just think you and, and you and I are the perfect people to talk about this one is Shamik Moore kills that role. I know it's just a talking role and it's not an acting physical role. But there are some scenes in that movie that still hit home emotionally. Oh, every every time I've watched that movie fifty plus times, and I just watched it last week, still cried twice. Every time it's every that time. good of a movie. Shamik Moore is in the Hall of Fame of Spider Man. So good. If, if they if they crush that second movie, we might have to have a conversation about him being the best. Mm-hmm. That that's that's where oh, I'm at wow. with that movie right now. That's where I'm at because because Tom Holland's good, but I don't think Tom Holland is like. Better than Tobey Maguire. I think I'm with you there, right? Like I don't know how much he's better than Tobey Maguire. Like mm-hmm. he looks really hip and with it, and he's yeah. not really witty. I, I don't know, but that we'll, we'll go. We're gonna sure. go to the next one. Yep. Tatiana Maslany and Iman Vellani. Those are names. <laughs> if you've listened to this show before, you know I butcher names. So forgive me. <laughs> oh gosh. These are both reported by Deadline. Uh, so Tatiana Maslany lands the title role in the new Marvel series She-Hulk. Fantastic news there. And then Amon Vellani will star in Miss Marvel. Amon Vellani, obviously, 12 years old, much younger. Uh, they they finally got their um, Islamic young Pakistani-American teenager for New Jersey for Miss Marvel. Uh, for those that are playing the new Avengers game right now, you're probably ecstatic about this news. But then Tatiana Maslany uh, lands this She-Hulk role that, and this this one's been up in the air. And if you listen to our show before, we've had some mixed reviews on how we feel about this, right? <laughs> I mean, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Infinity Bear Robbie has been on the record of saying he's not really that excited for it. Um, and this role is so unique. Uh, for those that don't know uh, her work, Tatiana was in Perry Ma- is in the new show Perry Mason, which I believe is on HBO. It's it's on one of those with cable networks. Orphan Black, Stronger, Destroyer, um, Pink Wall. 
uh, she's in the Troll Hunters series as well. Um, <laughs> but but a very uh, she was on also BoJack Horseman as well. So this is just an interesting casting to me. An up and comer again. What Marvel continues to do is they pull these guys from these shows and these movies that are really doing well. I know you guys talked about uh, the Kang hiring a couple weeks ago, which palms to the skies, six out of six. On, Amen. I, I, I mean, I just love that casting. And it's so awesome. funny that everybody said that about about um, that. was What was so interesting about the casting of Jonathan Majors to me was two weeks prior when I had watched the uh, – What's it, the, the premiere? The I guess episode two was was episode I was on for Lovecraft Country. Great show, by the way. Six out of six. Um, I was like, this dude has to be in the Marvel show, or or he, he's going to get picked up easily, really quick, because his presence on that show is so strong, and his acting's amazing. Which of these uh, castings are you more excited for right now, Isaac? Are you more excited for Tatiana in the She Hulk role, or are you more excited for Amon? in the Miss Marvel role? Uh, I think it's got to be Iman in in Miss Marvel. I think, like, all of these castings are are really cool, but I have not seen any of them in anything. Like, I've, I've not watched any of their shows, so they're all kind of, like, ambiguous to me. Like, great. I'm excited that they're casting these roles, and I'm excited that they're casting people that, you know, they need to give, you know, chances to, which is awesome. But having a young, um, like Muslim actress play uh, Miss Marvel is going to be fantastic. Like I just think this is a really cool, and and I think this is one of her first roles, right? Like she's not, she doesn't have a lot of oh, yeah. acting yes. background, so I think that's really cool that they're picking basically an unknown as opposed to you know Tatiana Mosley, 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 Maslani, Maslani. And uh, Jonathan Majors have, you know, acting experience. They have they have decent shows like in their resumes and stuff like that. Um, whereas um, I am blanking on her name again. You're talking about Iman? Iman, yeah. Uh, Iman, Iman. Like she's uh, an unknown and will be starting clean, basically, which, you know, in acting history can make or break your career, but still like, I, I'm just really excited for that and for the Ms. Marvel character to be portrayed on screen. So that's going to be, it's going to be awesome. I'm way more excited about Iman as well. I, I also think Tatiana is, is a pretty impressive actress. I went and watched a couple clips of hers um, from the uh, show. What's the show? I just talked Perry Mason. I went and watched it cause I don't watch Perry Mason, mm-hmm. but I watched a couple clips with her and, and from what I've heard and read about her, she's an incredible actress what I worry about with Tatiana is I want my She-Hulk to be incredibly buff. Right. <laughs> and right. I'm not talking like, I'm not talking like toned buff. I'm talking like big biceps, mm-hmm. big triceps, big. I really do. That's, that's the, that's what I see. That's my comic book. She-Hulk. I have no doubt Tatiana can get there with, with eight to nine months of prep. I'm not saying that I just like Marvel just, can like if they can turn, you know, Chris Pratt uh, from Parks and Rec into Star Lord like they did. I mean, they can they can Camille they can do Johnny's transformation. Is oh, insane. yeah, he is. That's the one that's insane. If they that can do insane. that to him, they're going to do that to her. No problem. Yeah. So that right. was like my only like. Uh, but then after I thought about it, I was like, oh, it's good. Really strong actress. She's going to have to carry that role because eventually Ruffalo is going to step out of this. Right. Right. Yeah, so either they're going to so. have to replace Ruffalo or she's going to be the person to move forward with this. 
these two roles are massive too, Isaac, because this is probably a 10-year commitment for the two of these guys. Uh, they bar- both are Disney Plus roles. So they, I mean, if their series do well, they could potentially go for, you know, years with more Well, not only that, but then you got to tie into like movies. That. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then so they'll be involved in the you're both in. Your TV and movie well. and the production value of Disney Plus movies so far have essentially been movies. So it's just a lot of work. It, it, it would be like working on an HBO show. I think with HBO shows like Lovecraft Country and Perry Mason, those are really like working two movies. That's kind of how I like to put it with those people. Like I don't know if I count that as a TV show. That's just a very high production TV mm-hmm. show. Right, yeah. An interesting yeah. story with Amon. Amon, and, and I, we tweeted about this, and Robbie and I gave each other a hard time on Twitter about this, but um, Amon actually gave a poor review for Captain <laughs> yes. Marvel. I saw that. Which isn't the best look for this actress. When you read the, the thing, here here's what I'll say about this subject. One, Amon's an idiot if she thinks that about Captain Marvel. Because <laughs> um, Captain Marvel wails. And if you think Captain Marvel sucks, I think you're an idiot. So that's my opinion. <laughs> I love Captain Marvel. I'm kidding. I don't think you're an idiot. But um, I, I really liked Captain Marvel. I think it's a really great movie. I still think it holds up today. I thoroughly enjoy watching it. But I also, this, guys, she is a 14 or 12, 13-year-old kid. I think she's allowed to not like a movie, right. even if it meant that it would have been attached to her character. Right. Well, and and this, I honestly think this plays so well into the character of Miss Marvel, like rating a movie low on, <laughs> on Letterbox or something. I they could make that into a joke on her show or something. Honestly, like that would be that would Isaac, be Isaac. I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot. Ninety five percent chance they reference that. Ninety five percent. That is just so great. It's too. It's just too easy. It's, it's just it's too great. easy. God, I'm I'm so excited for the character of Miss Marvel, man. That's gonna be right. Awesome. She probably got hired like in February, right? Like she probably right. got fired a long time ago. Yeah, could be. She's probably been prepping for this role, and then she reads this article after this comes out. She, how embarrassing! That poor girl must be so embarrassed. I feel <laughs> oh I feel gosh. bad for her because I don't. I disagree with her vehemently. Um, and I did call her an idiot, I guess. But uh, I would say <laughs> she's a kid, guys. Let yeah, it go. she's a kid. I, I, I mean, like. Yeah. <laughs> This this just is so funny. It just I don't know. It's, it it cracks me up. It, no, no, no. It's it's just a funny side note. I want to yeah. The funny thing that Robbie said on Twitter was, "Well, is she wrong." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. I agree. And I know a lot of people don't like Captain Marvel on the Infinity Rose podcast. I really stand alone on a few subjects, and that's one of them. Uh, nah, Jarrett's with you. Jarrett really likes uh, Jarrett really likes Captain Marvel as well. But you get you guys are alone on on the Infinity Bro Island. The thing with if Jarrett likes it, then it just means that I have a more biased perspective on, on this, from a certain framework. But I'll leave it at that. Um, no, I, I agree. I agree with that, Isaac. I'm really excited for both of these shows. These are day one watch shows for me. Um, I, I put them in my head, compartmentalize them in categories like The Boys, Umbrella Academy. That's where these shows are going on my list in my head. I'm like, when they come out, I'm going to watch them. I don't know. Do we have a report on Disney Plus? Are they going to do weekly episodes, or are they going to just drop them all at once? That's a great question. Um, well, with the Mandalorian, they did weekly, so I would assume. So then weekly, I would imagine they'll go weekly. Yeah, right. But I, they've not announced anything at this point. So, but um, you know, I was listening to uh, Scott's podcast, and he assumed that they would do the Christian weekly. Nerd podcast, right? Yeah, the Christian Nerd podcast. He assumed that they would do weekly, which would mean that WandaVision would end. On Christmas, I believe, is what he said. Is wait a minute. No, no, no. Okay, so he said the Mandalorian season two 
would end on Christmas, which would mean that that would potentially be when WandaVision starts because they haven't announced a, a release date or anything like I that. I think for the WandaVision is going to be closer to Thanksgiving. That's just like my gut. I don't. I don't. I don't have any reason. To right. Think that, that was all Scott's speculation, but he he didn't think uh, that if, they would Scott the release it. That Isaac. Then <laughs> then let's let's just with a grain of salt. With that. <laughs> Scott Higa doesn't need to be getting the the source material here. Disney Plus has had mixed reviews from people just based on the amount of original content they have. So if they are able to 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 keep more people subscribed to Disney Plus, the smart thing to do. Would be to wait to release WandaVision until Milan, the Mandalorian season two is done, right? Because then they're going to keep people subscribed to watch WandaVision, you know, all that stuff. So, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, so we could see WandaVision starting at that point, and man, then I'm going to be all. I mean, I was all in on Disney Plus before, but like with which which show. Are you most excited for? Is it WandaVision, Captain Captain America and Winter Soldier? I'm sorry, Falcon and Winter Soldier, She-Hulk or Miss Marvel right now? Like rank the order of excitement. And obviously we have a look at the first two and they're earlier to come. But I guess my question here is do either of these two shows bump up that list above either of those previous shows? Hmm. Okay. Um, I am now that we have the actual casting for those shows, it makes me more excited for them. I think just because of the character of Miss Marvel and the potential to see kind of these younger Avengers, I think I am really excited for Miss Marvel. And that's my, my, the show that I'm excited for in the future of Disney plus, I think out of all four of those shows though, I mean, it's really hard not to be excited about WandaVision because of the implications that it's going to have on the future of the MCU and the wild and wacky trailer that we haven't talked about yet uh, oh, that it's just came out. Look, like, we got, man. We got, tons, we got ton more, tons more to get into, Isaac. We do. We'll, we'll talk about that trailer. That, that bad boy is wild. Crazy. Earlier this year, I would have said Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm still really excited for that. But after this trailer... I have to say, WandaVision. WandaVision. Here's a looks, crazy thing. Here's yikes. where She-Hulk really has has a chance to be special. Here, Rick and Morty writer Jessica Gao has been tapped to be in the writers' room. Oh my room. gosh! Wow. I am honest to God. If you have written on Rick and Morty and you're on a show, you've got my respect. I don't care. I don't care what your name is. All if right. your name is All Jarrett right. Curtis, <laughs> your name is Mark Jones, and you've written on Rick and Morty, I'm 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 checking it out. I don't care. My preconceived notions are gone. That's how I feel about this. But, yeah, I, I, I'm very excited. I, I think what I would say is I would still put she, – I would put She-Hulk at four, Miss Marvel at three, Captain America, Winter Soldier – I mean, it's Falcon Winter – dang, I keep calling Captain America. Hey, you're you're putting respect. You're putting respect on Falcon's name. For Indian. sure. That's, Fal- that's Falcon, great. he's Captain America he's right Captain now, America. so that's why. I love right? that. Love that. I think I think it should be called that personally, Captain but I know America, that for the yeah. branding sake, that's what they're right. doing. Yeah, I get you. Wandavision's number one. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, because because I I've seen it. That's the only reason. It, right. These trailers could come out, and if I did them at the same time, maybe that would change. Yeah. Uh, let's keep, let's keep the talk of Disney Plus going. Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury will reportedly return in a Disney Plus series. We have no idea what this project is going to be. Obviously, Variety and Deadline both confirmed this story. He is the head of S.W.O.R.D. now. Here's my question for you, Isaac. Is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. going to be tied in with this? Is is this is this Marvel and the MCU going, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be part of this universe now? Or is this just... 
It's a Nick Fury show. It'll take place in space. It'll fill in some gaps and prepare us for Captain Marvel. So that way, Captain Marvel 2 can be more of a Civil War type movie. That is a great question. Um, what I will say is I don't think they will 100% like go all out on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Nick Fury show. I think it will be referenced because it's hard to it's hard to avoid you know the whole shield stuff when you're talking about nick fury and and i would not even be surprised if they brought in um agents of shield actors to be in or cameo in nick fury i just don't think they will go all out and be like oh yeah agents of shield was uh like nick fury is a continuation of the agents of field uh, shield show like i think it's going to be its own thing and you know maybe maybe they bring in maybe they bring in like phil colson the actor that played phil colson for cameos and stuff like that you know i think that's it's really cool the, the thing that i think that's interesting about this fury show is samuel jackson like this dude is all in on playing nick fury which <laughs> 10 years ago I would have thought he would have been tired of this role by now. <laughs> and and he's just like, nah, man, I'm all in. I'm <laughs> what is he? He's gotta be like 60 something, right? Like he's he's gotta be older. And and this dude is just like, I'm gonna play Nick Fury until I die. <laughs> I love it. I love it too, Isaac. I wanna talk on that real quick. We need every actor in the MCU to be like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> for and real. Chris Pratt. For real. Like we need that. Man. This this man, this man is a gift. From the Lord. <laughs> he is. He is such a gift he that he would even consider a Disney Plus show at his age with his status. That dude could ask for a movie and I think they'd give it to him. And maybe yeah, he has. Right. I don't know. But like, yeah. I I feel like he wasn't in enough MCU stuff towards the mm -hmm. back end. I know like he right. was really big in Captain Marvel, but I would have liked them to consider putting him more like even in that endgame sequence. Would have been really cool to maybe have a helicarrier show up and fight some guys up in space, like or yeah. up in the air. You know, that's yeah. the kind of stuff that I wish they would have maybe considered. I know that he's not an Avenger; he assembled them, but I would have liked that. That's one small nitpick. I I think this is a show that is very interesting. I have zero idea how this could connect in the MCU, but I but I trust in Feige. I trust he is yet to fail with Samuel L. Jackson connecting pieces in fact samuel jackson is a huge bridge for a lot of the early stuff um this could be really good we haven't even talked about loki either i mean loki's in this conversation yeah, too. seriously that that show kind of faded into obscurity like there hasn't been news about that for a while man well i i once we see it it'll it'll pop back oh up yeah in our heads, absolutely right i mean i still would put loki at five as i think out loud about it He's, he's not my, my most favorite character. He always dies and then comes back. <laughs> but in his defense, so does Samuel L. Jackson's character, Nick Fury. This will <laughs> yeah, be interesting. True, true. I, I really don't know. I, I bet I bet he's teased in Falcon. And I mean, Soldier. okay, so before Endgame, before um, even before Infinity War maybe too, like we all thought MCU was going to go straight, like Secret Wars, go all out on the scrolls. Maybe they, they still go are. Oh, they are. They are Maybe going they to go that. in that direction with with uh, with the Nick Fury show. I think that's the long game here. I think the I think the end game tie-in is Secret Wars. I think if they could get the X Men in there and and have a schism occur with them, so that the X Men have to team up with them, that's big. 
But it also gives credence to every single Disney Plus show having a reason to connect. And if every Disney Plus show has a has a scroll in it, in the background, they don't even have to be part of the main plot, but a subplot, then you know that everybody's dealing with the issue, right? It would be cool if it every season... You're already thinking that in the back of your head just from Nick Fury or... Uh from gosh what's his name again ben mendelson uh his oh, character talos 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 uh, just with him playing nick fury for so long you're already thinking i mean there could be more scrolls around you don't i mean they didn't put a huge huge emphasis on it but it's in the back of everybody's minds i think at this point so i think happen. they're gonna i think they're gonna try to stick with the multiverse stuff at first right to make us think this is the long-term play and i think it's secret wars with kang yeah Yep, man, we're we're getting really deep into some uh, some House of Mark reality stone uh, stuff. We are, dude. I love that. Real quick with DC Universe, uh, we have our Hawkman, Aldous Hodge. Aldous Hodge will play the superhero Hawkman in Black Adam. Um, obviously, going to be going against uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Black Adam. If you listen to this show before, you know. Uh, please give me a trailer or shut up about Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I give this news a three out of six, not because I'm not excited. I think Aldous Hodge is going to be a great Hawkman. I think he's a great actor. Um, I really loved him as Voodoo Tatum in uh, Friday Night Lights. He's he's great in that show. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited about this actor. I think it's great. Got no issue with the actor. I have every issue with Black Adam. I, I have heard more news. I have heard more news. There's only two movies I've heard this much news about that I've never seen anything. It's Black Adam and Gambit. Yeah, Gambit. Oh man. I mean, Gambit. Everybody was going to be in Gambit. Yep, everybody yep. was writing for Gambit. Everybody was directing for Gambit. <laughs> With Black Adam, just shut up and give me a movie, give me a trailer. But Is I wanted like to talk the about animated it. like storybook uh, trailer they put together for DC Fandom. Yeah, I'm happy that I'm happy that uh, our boy Boss Logic got it. But mm-hmm, other yeah. than that, no, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really care. I mm-hmm. I stand by that. It was. It didn't even make a dent. In my DC universe, I'm with experience. you. I'm with you. Yeah. What are, What are your thoughts on this? I am. I'm about the same. I I mean, like, sure. He he looks like he's a great actor. He's along the lines with all the other actors that have been cast. I have not seen him in anything, so I don't I don't really know much about him. But he looks like he's a great actor. Um, I'm excited for the character Hawkman to be in a movie. But I mean, yeah, if I was just if I was just talking from a character perspective, five point five out of six. Hawkman's sure. yeah. dynamite, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of Justice League tie-ins. So like, Hawkman's great. I'm all in on that. My issue here is simply Black Adam. All flash, no substance. Hundred <laughs> percent. Zane Zane is right about Black Adam at that. But I, I just I cannot. It, this this movie just drives me nuts. I'll I'll give it a four out of six. I just because he looks like he's a good actor, and I don't I don't know anything about him. So sure. And forgive not? us. We love DC, by the way, guys. We do. I, I really do love DC. I'm excited. Yeah, we've about been the talking Batman about movie. DC all summer. We we're we're trying to switch gears. To, That's to a more good point. Marvel That's stuff. a really good point, Isaac. We've talked about DC a lot. Like we have some good things about to say about DC. But I'm telling you guys, this Black Adam stuff. This is garbage. We should not be. <laughs> I'm serious. We should not no, be taking I'm, this yeah. as fans. This is hot garbage. I I really this movie might not come out to like 2023 right now because of all the COVID stuff. Come on, come on, guys. This, this make the freaking movie. Give me a trailer. Shut up. Like, come on. I'm so fed up with it. Let's talk about good trailers. Let's talk about people giving us things we want. Good transition. WandaVision trailer finally came out. So we're recording here on September. So this is almost a month later. We're getting to this subject. I believe WandaVision came out like the day after you guys recorded. Yeah, it was like um, right after that. Yep. 
Yeah, and so this trailer came out. This bad boy is something else. Um, <laughs> um, I said, go ahead and rate it. I'm, I'm gonna just I'm playing it on a loop, watching it right now. I'm gonna try to talk about some highlights for me. What are your initial thoughts out the gate? Uh, what's your rating of this trailer? So leading up to this trailer, I mean, WandaVision looks wild. Like they've put out some teaser trailers and stuff like that. It looks crazy. They already had like the the weird um, like Halloween costumes that Scarlet Witch and, and the Vision were wearing and stuff. So and and like the different kind of almost like sitcom-y like iterations of Scarlet or uh, Scarlet Witch and, and Vision. So it was just it just was looking crazy. But this trailer came out and just dropped bombs all over the place. Like so much wackiness and craziness is going on. And the one the couple things that I took out, first of all, trailer six out of six. My hype for this show is off the roof. Are you like, would you is off the roof like above a six for you? Sure. Like this is yeah, new absolutely. terminology for you. I've never heard off the roof come out of your mouth. Uh, off the wall, off the roof. You said off the roof. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're jumping off the roof. Sure, I'm, I'm jumping sure off the roof. Okay. We're making sure you're okay off. here. I have okay, my good. cape. I have my my vision cape on. I'm jumping off the roof right okay, now. All right, I, that's fine. <laughs> we do crazy things when we're excited. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, I, this was a show that I. I mean, I didn't. I didn't really know how I felt about it before this trailer, and now I'm so intrigued by it. I have. I am beyond stoked for what this show is going to be. And the the one thing that I thought was really interesting about it, and and maybe it's not one one thing, but that. Monica Rambeau made a quick like two second cameo in in the the trailer which is very interesting to me because she was obviously in Captain Marvel as the kid and I I don't know how she's tying into all this like it's just like there's so much dimensional stuff that's going to be going on I mean all of the theories going on that potentially could be the start of the x-men in the mcu uh she we could be starting house of m or some iteration of it like man there's so much stuff going on with this trailer but the monica rambeau was something that i did not expect and we'd heard rumors that she was going to be in in uh, wandavision but the little two or three second uh shot that they had of her makes me really intrigued as to where this is going because she plays she um becomes captain marvel at some point in the comics and like she's probably going to be tying into more captain marvel stuff in the mcu in the future like where does she play a role in all this this is that was my big question about the trailer i i don't know where she's going to come into it i don't know what is happening in this trailer but it is it is wild and i'm here for it i'm i'm so excited for this show it's going to be nuts man uh paul bettany cat dannings is returning as darcy lewis Catherine hahn will play agnes it's rumored she's going to play other people i will not get into those rumors if you're somebody that doesn't want to talk about that this is a six episode season isaac <laughs> it's so going to be like so a long this is going to be like a so long this stuff. is like just a long movie that's all yeah, this for is real. right for real um Obviously, Elizabeth Olsen. Randall Park will return as Jimmy Woo. Yeah, there was a couple crazy castings Uh, there. Tiana Paris is playing Monica Rambeau. Uh, There is, I will say, uh, I'm not going to say what I'm reading here, but uh, if you go on IMDb, you could be spoiled as to potentially who the people, who some people in this trailer are. I will leave it at that. Um I, I think you're, you're you're nailing one thing about this trailer that really really hits home for me. 
is no one knows what the heck is going on. <laughs> it is so crazy. And, and that is something that needs to be commended and excited about. I Okay, just quick side comment. I think that's amazing because so many trailers these days give us so much spoilers as to what is going on in the movies before they come out. So I think and this I've is awesome. And I've looked back on even like old Marvel movies. And old Marvel movie trailers gave away a lot. And I think they got the... Especially with Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron... They gave away a ton sure. in those trailers. Yeah, yeah they really did. And, it's like and almost a not, summary of the movie in, in a some aspects. They do not need to do that. And I right. think Marvel's learned their lesson, right? They're holding their, their, their cards close to the vest. This is these are these are smart moves. What I really like about this trailer from an artistic perspective is how they use the frame to work out as the trailer works. So it starts from like that uh, circular kind of old school TV style. It then goes to like a box almost, a kind of box from a uh maybe a uh, Instagram post, but it's still maintaining that old school logo. But then the moment that, that um, Wanda figures out that things aren't going great in that encounter with, with, with who the IMDb is calling Mr. And Mrs. Hart, the frame slowly moves out. I really like that choice. And, and, and what that's telling me here is the thing I do know here is we're going to deal with the internal struggle of Wanda, Wanda Maximoff right. here. Yep. And we're going to deal with her, where she's at emotionally. And this is something in the comics that hasn't been really touched on in these in these shows and movies yet, is Wanda is a psychopath. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and she's a yeah. good guy, don't get me wrong, but she was a bad guy. And uh, she has to deal with some traumas. And, and she has to process some of these traumas. Also, she is the most powerful person in the Marvel Universe. That's been said over and over by Kevin Feige, and I think he really is trying to prepare people for this. I have no idea where it's going. I think the concept is exactly what I was expecting, though, in terms of the trailer, Isaac. Like, my thought process going into this was that we were going to get a kind of moving through the times of, you know, like, (laughs) Wanda and Vision are moving through these decades and periods of movies and TV shows, um, in the styles of these, and then we're going to have this overarching thing, which I would assume would have to do with Catherine Hahn's character. Um, I think Monica Rambeau is a agent for an organization in the universe. Um, I think she is, is a good guy who this will be a way to tie her into Avengers in the greater overall story arc. I think Vision is going to come back. And I think at the end of this, we're going to get that gray vision look where he just doesn't have a soul. I think we're going to see them kind of have a divorce by the end of this episode, by the end of this. That's my this. I have no real bearing on this. This is just kind of my how this all works in the greater scheme. Wanda has to go crazy by episode six. Let's not overthink this. It's the same concept as Avengers, as Avengers Infinity War. Thanos had to snap his fingers at the end of Infinity War. Everybody who read a comic book knew that. Don't overthink this. She has to go crazy by episode six. So you're thinking this is all, <clears throat> this show is basically all build up to Doctor Strange 2, which she is going to yes. be in. Correct. And then Spider Man is the first movie of consequence to okay. all these actions. I can She's that. going to do something radical here, mm-hmm. something radical that will shift everything. Um, I don't know what that is. Obviously, the theories are X Men, the theories are. She brings back uh, Quicksilver or brings back Vision and keeps him. But, like, Vision has way too much emotion in this trailer. <laughs> True. Uh, I, I, I just I, – I don't think 
I, I don't think that's going to last. I think there, I think he will discover that he, she did this to him. I think he will say, you shouldn't have done this. You put us all, you put everybody in danger and jeopardy. Well, I think there will be yeah. a divorce and I think it will be messy. I think the two kids that she makes in this are going to cause issues here. We haven't even talked about that. They are in this show. Um, we know that they're in this show. We just don't know what age they'll be by the end of this show. Um, something radical is coming from this and it's going to literally groundbreak everything else around it. The overarching question through this trail trailer is what is real? If any of it is it's real. It's all real. I buy it's all real. I, I buy like, it. man, I'm all in on it. I just buy the, it. just with the filming of it. Like I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's real. I don't know if Vision is even alive. Is is this all in her no, head? I think she brought him back. I, I think she brings him back. I think she's taking a town captive. That's what I think. I think she has turned a town upside down, probably from the influence of, Hagne, of, 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 of Agnes. I think there's an influence there. I think Agnes, and again, you can probably read spoilers and theories on who people think she is. I have a pretty good idea of who I think she is, but I'm not going to say that. I think that's why the this organization is coming to try to stop her. I'll put it that way. Um, I, man, just like so much of it looks so like dreamlike and bizarre that I I just I don't know. There are some parts of the trailer she's that look grounded. She's not, but, yeah. But so much of it, I just don't know. Like, and that's the whole thing about this trailer is what is going on. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's right, going on. Right, and that's on. and that's why I'm trying trying to kind of spitball here because mm-hmm, sure, one, it's fun to just see if I'm right, right. or wrong. But two, it would all make sense that she's unraveling as this goes. Right. Yeah. It would that, all make sense yeah. that she unravels and this has dangerous consequences. We know that Doctor Strange is going to make an appearance in this series at some point. I, let me take it back. I believe that he's going to make an appearance by the by episode six. You would think so. It doesn't make any sense for him not to. Mm-hmm. Um and now or that at it's least all a Disney cameo Plus, at the end, which would lead into Doctor Strange 2 or something like that. Correct. There has right. to be some tie-in with him. Or maybe right. it's Mordo. You know, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's somebody else. I That's just where I sit. But the big call I say is that episode 6, she does something very, very dumb. Yeah. Or very radical it. is the word I, I would see use. She, she might win the fight with the big bad, but... That has consequences. See, and this is this is like my kind of even leading up to this trailer, which this trailer really did nothing to any anything of my thoughts because it didn't tell us anything. But leading up to this, my thought was, I mean, all of this looks like it's in her head. And then all of a sudden, like she just keeps, like you said, kind of deteriorating, going more and more crazy as the series goes on. And then all, uh, you know, House of M just something crazy happens. She wipes out, you know, half the world, whatever. Something happens at the end, which obviously they're going to have to deal with in the future of the MCU. So I I think you're onto something there. I just, I just don't know in this trailer what is real and what is not. And I, I I think, yeah, I love that too. I love that. Right. I love that. Exactly. I'm all in on that. Yeah. same, Same. And this is Marvel. We might be getting fake clips here. Right. Exactly. These clips might not even be in the show. Yeah, they might not even be in the show. That would be awesome. <laughs> I'd they be all in on scenes. that. I, yeah, uh, seriously, I'm all in on that as well. I, Absolutely, they've done it in the past. They've mm-hmm. had fake clips right. in, in movie stuff all the time. Yep. Um, six out of six for me. Six out of six for you. Six out of six, man. Yep. Infinity snap that for sure. Absolutely. I, I no doubt this. 
that bad boy is going to be wild. Be um, wild. To quote, uh, Zane, is it Zane or Jarrett that said it first? Jarrett. Jarrett's the one who says Buck. Jarrett wild. is Buck Wild. <laughs> Zane just likes to say it because yep. Zane likes to have yep. friends. Yeah, exactly. He just like, let's go ahead. He has friends. Oh yeah, Zane. Yeah, we act like we like him. <laughs> um, let me real quick. I'm going to put the spoiler bumper. We're going to review uh, season two of The Boys right here. This is. Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. All right, Isaac. Uh, obviously, you and I both finished season two of The Boys. Uh, final episode just came out yesterday, uh, Friday, October 9th. Season two, uh, if you haven't watched the show, a group of vigilantes set out to take down corrupt superheroes who abuse their super superpowers created by Eric Kripke. Stars uh, Carl Urban, Jack Quaid, Anthony Starr, Aaron Moriarty, Dominic McGillet, McGillet, McGill whoever plays Queen Maeve, I forget, forgive me again, um, names are horrible, <laughs> Jesse T. Usher, Laz Alonzo, Chase Crawford, Tomer Capone, uh, Kieran Fukuhara, uh, Nathan Mitchell, Colby Minifee, Elizabeth Shue, Chantel Van Santen, uh, what was your rating of season one? Season one is six out of six, fantastic. Six out of six, the most, the most, the show I didn't know I needed. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Season one was the show I didn't Good know I description. needed. Good description. Good description. There is not a show. There are very few shows outside of I would say Daredevil, um, Umbrella Academy, probably these Disney Plus shows. For you guys, Mandalorian, not for me, but for you guys, when this bad boy drops, I drop what I'm doing and go watch it. Um. <laughs> It feels weird. Like on my Friday mornings, I always have my Bible study at 630. I go from Bible study and then come home and watch this. It feels a little messy. I'll <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest with people. Right. You're like, uh, wait, but, I should not be uh, watching like, this. <laughs> I just had Bible study. But now I'm watching this. Um, oh, man. I was getting tight with God. Now I'm not. Um, <laughs> now you're distancing yourself from me. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, man. Um. Season two, real quick, uh, we'll, we'll break down some things we want to talk about. We're going to do some broad strokes because obviously we've, we've gone for about an hour now, but I want to talk about what we think we need to talk about with this episode. Probably the season finale is probably going to be the big topic yeah. we want to talk about yeah, here. Yeah, I think so. Um, real quick, give your rating and overview of this season, Isaac. Whole season, six out of six. Uh, this is, man, it was such a, is a crazy wild ride, which we kind of expected from season one, but... It's so weird because as I get done with the finale, it wasn't this mind-blowing, like, crazy off-the-walls, which, I mean, the whole show itself is, but the finale itself was not, but it was also six out of six satisfying finale to season two, which I guess I was expecting something crazy off-the-walls wild for the season finale, but it, everything just fit so perfectly into place but it was such a satisfying ending, and it was just like, oh, okay, all right. I, I mean, for for how crazy and wild this season was, it it just I don't know. It was like not. It wasn't like it was uh, de-escalated, but it just tied up everything so perfectly, which other shows have a hard time with, a la uh, Game of Thrones. Like I was just said on Twitter earlier that. Everything tied up so perfectly, and it didn't feel like it was rushed, and that's impressive for a show. Um, Game of Thrones, a show with eight episodes, with eight episodes, yeah, which is um, it's impressive. Like the last season of Game of Thrones, which was 
I believe it was also eight episodes. They absolutely rushed that final episode because they're trying to tie up all the loose ends. They were just like, all right, get this done, get this done, get this done, get this done. And it was not a satisfying ending. Like, I didn't hate it as much as a lot of other Game of Thrones fans, but it was not satisfying because it, it just, they were trying to wrap up so much in so little of time. And this one was just perfect. It was just a perfect ending to season two, even though it was not like my mind was blown at the end of end of the season. So fantastic season overall. Great finale to season two of The Boys. Man, so good. Do you think do you think season one or season two is better? Oh man, that's a great question. Um I think I think right now, I mean, I'm just fresh off of the finale, obviously. So I think I'd give the edge to season two just because season one built it up so perfectly like the the build-up and the hype for season two that we had at the beginning of this season was really really great and off the roof just you know like i i was i was homelander jumping i was no i was uh the kid that homelander pushed off the roof just ready ready to take flight and and i didn't and crash and and fell on my face but but it was man it was a great wild ride and and homelander i think to my surprise was my favorite part of this of this season because he's obviously he's what people love to hate about the boys like he's he's the he reason the nuclear bomb yeah he's the nuclear yeah, bomb he's he's the reason that this show works honestly like and and he his uh character arc in the first half of this season was fantastic very very good and the last half was good too but it kind of ended where you expected him to end which is fitting for his character but it just, man, it was it was a crazy wild ride, which we expected. Man, great, great season. And the the crazy thing is they ended it satisfyingly, but also set it up for season three. So I wonder I wonder if they thought they were gonna get canceled after this season with the way It's they possible. It's possible, honestly. But I think I mean they tied it well enough. Some some shows, you know, you you make it to the end. And they just throw this like little scene at the end that set it up for, for the next season, which they did which that the show did. The it show did, did, it did, but it was a little twist and they had tied that little scene at the end into the previous two or three episodes. So I didn't think it was a throwaway, but, uh, but it was a little bit, and that's why it was so satisfying, but still set it up for the next season, I think. So they, it, what, it didn't feel like a throwaway like finale and oh guess what we're doing another season to me anyways so i don't know man what were what were your thoughts on this season what did you rate it i this one's so tough it, it feels really fresh to me i haven't mm. had i mean yeah it's hard to it's hard to like you have so much hype for it when it's done that it's hard to compare it and and give a fair shake to the first season i think so i think maybe in a couple weeks or months I maybe I'll feel differently. I don't know, but I'm giving the edge to season two at this point. Six out of six, season one. I'm gonna go six out of six this season, but it's the lowest six I can possibly give it. Okay. Because That's I fair. don't think it's better than season one. Okay. I still don't. Um, there were some lulls in the middle of this season, and I I think this season had some. Ah, screw it. I'm gonna call it a five point five out of six. Ooh, I'm gonna do that. Okay. This is a good show. This is a great. This is a great show. This is not a good show. This is a great show. Um, every episode, I want to go watch it. Every episode makes me ready for the next episode. I think my frustration with this show is 
how much in the little how much in the middle we got i feel like we're setting up a lot still so they did tie a lot together i completely agree with you um and 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 the 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 payoffs are dynamite i don't care about huey campbell i just don't huey campbell is not is the le- is my least favorite character in the show i get way too much huey campbell i i honestly I kind of get what you're you're saying there because I cared about him in season one. Don't I'd, care about him anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Season two made me care less about it. him. I would love it if he died. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> I am that. I am that. Just like I want. You're over I him. want to. I. I am. I. I think. Well, okay, Starlight what was your, needs something to. What was your thoughts in season one about him though? Because because season he one was, he re- was great in season one. Right. Because season, season one he you had made that him. Huge he had a huge trauma, mm-hmm. right? His, his, his right. girlfriend dies. He's secretly behind everybody's back, Vought and the boys back with um with Starlight. I think the stuff with his mom to set up for season three, I was like, I was eye rolling that um a little bit. That that took away from everything else. I wanted an I I, I would have rather they take that scene out, give me another scene with Carl Urban and the boy. Um because Carl Urban, every time he's on screen, and he does the same thing over and over. He calls the person you don't expect him to call. They somehow choose to meet him and not kill him. <laughs> the dude d- doesn't ever die. I don't know why mm-hmm. nobody just kills him flat right. out. Nobody will kill him. And so he does that, and then he just walks out because he's the baddest dude in the whole show. He's the baddest man in the whole show. Carl Urban is the best part of the boys by um carl urban is fantastic you say homelander but i say billy butcher i'm more scared of billy butcher than i am homelander and and so like the scene that i think of is the scene where he's talking to the to the old vot director who came to testify against homelander and then died yes i think of that scene because i go like oh my gosh he told him he was just gonna go kill his daughter (laughs) there and then if he doesn't do that he's unapologetic about how he deals with people which is fantastic I think Homelander has a tar- harder time killing people than Billy Butcher does. By a mile. And, like, the fact that Huey Campbell is Billy Butcher's um, canary, hate it. I hate that. I want more Queen Maeve. Um, I love the the route they're going with the deep with the church. I think that's hilarious and great. <laughs> that was great. Kamiko is dynamite. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. That uh, Oh, and let, oh my gosh. let's. So 5.5 out of 6, Huey Campbell couple lulls in the middle of the season it's i'm gonna i'm gonna change the rank and hurt third time 5.8 i'm gonna go because i cannot stress with you how much i love this show i'm with you it's this show is this show is so good these are very niner nitpicks but huey campbell is is a deficiency in my opinion in the show let's talk about stormfront aya cash aya cash is exactly how you respond to homelander in a second season what a what a great casting she was and the Nazi stuff, which I knew about because I had read who her character was before the season oh, okay. started. Gotcha. I thought they handled it perfectly. See, I had I did not read any of the comics beforehand, and that's I think it was episode four, uh, cliffhanger. Yeah, when you find out when she's a Nazi, revealed it. It was like mind yeah. blown at that point. That was amazing reveal at the end of that episode. That was well, and, and for her to like the scene, I, I episode eight's fresh on my mind. For her to tell the boy they hate us because the color of our skin, I just thought what's such a like. I, what I really enjoyed about this this season was such a just 
What a timely show. Yeah, for real. <laughs> how how she a little deals bit of a with social, commentary, social media. Right. It was a lot of bit of a social commentary. <laughs> with her social media and how she would speak to people. How she she spoke to Starlight, who we know the truth. Starlight's like, no, tell the truth. And she's like, well, you're, you're a whore. You're a slut. She didn't say anything. She just called her names. What a great social mm, commentary right. on how things are in our country and our culture right now, right? Yeah, We'll absolutely. leave it at that. I don't want to break that down any more mm. further. I thought Stormfront was dynamite. Six of six. One of the best absolutely. villains I've seen in a long time in a show. I hope Aya Cash gets a, gets a role with DC and Marvel. Yeah. I know there's some articles where somebody asked her that question. I want all these cats in DC and Marvel movies, except for Jack Quaid. Keep him as far away from those movies as you can. <laughs> I can't stand Huey Campbell anymore. <laughs> um, I just, uh, I cannot stand him. The fight with Queen Maeve, Kamiko, oh my gosh, and Starlight. Was I was visibly... I was visibly, my jaw was at, was down, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable!" There's no choreography. Beating this the is crap just, out of her, just laying on the ground. I was like, "What?" I couldn't believe what I was watching. <laughs> oh man, I could not believe it. Because, because, right, you're thinking it's going to be choreographed. It wasn't. No, no, just, just beat her. Senselessly. Just straight up beat the crap out of her. Just <laughs> beat her senselessly. Beat her senselessly. Oh man, um, I, I loved that. I, man, I. Anthony Starr is so freaking scary, Isaac, as Homelander. Yeah, he is. He, he is, is so amazing. frightening. He is amazing. He is Homelander. Haunting. He. What a role. Right. Th- this is. This is his. He is. Between and, and Carl Urban, I even think could play other people. Mm-hmm. Anthony Starr will he forever is, be Homelander. Yeah, he is Homelander. Like he just is. He's man. Just like. The other thing that I really love about this show. Is how people just die when you don't expect them to. Right. Yeah, so, that's like, so let's, true. Let's talk about, oh, what was her name? I'm looking up the actress. Oh, Jennifer Esposito, Susan Rayner, the FBI. Yeah. Oh, my so episode gosh. Two, you're thinking, crazy. like, all right, we're going to get some information. We're going to move forward. And then her head blows just up. Boom. Oh. And then, obviously, we know at the end of the season, okay. we know how and why that happened right. now. Mm-hmm. We know how that happened. Um. I mean, my gosh. That was nuts. My gosh. Yeah, and you're thinking I mean, like, oh, she's going to work with them for a while. She's going to be around. No. Yeah, she's going to be the reason that it, people dead. people die on a dime in this show. Yeah. Even st- even Stormfront. For them to kill Stormfront in the season finale. Right. That I was, thought was a very bold choice. I know bold. it's a season yeah. finale and someone's got to go, but mm-hmm. well, I have to say I, I did not expect it to be. Right, and, and even in uh, episode seven, when you get at the end and – I think it's seven. Yeah, it's seven at the end when everybody's heads are blown up in the court, right? Um, is that seven or six? I don't remember. But anyway, seven. It was seven. Yeah, when that when that happens, the old guy uh, that has like all the cards, you know, like they they finally are finally manipulated him into testifying. And so at my, that point, I'm thinking this guy is invincible like he's not gonna die because they're they're gonna uh make him testify no i thought dead. homelander was gonna kill him i thought homelander was just gonna do it i kind of thought him or Stor- stormfront and i thought they were just gonna go off the rails i mean he's in the public eye and that th- like that's homelander's shtick is that he doesn't want to do anything bad in public so people don't 
you know, start disliking him. So I, I didn't because he wants to be loved. Right, right. exactly. So I didn't think Homelander was going to kill him. I thought I thought about it, but I was like, nah, I don't think that would happen. But man, when people's heads started popping in that seed, and it was like important people too. Well, I, okay, important. That guy was probably the only important one. Then whatever his name, Speedball was like the what is the name of member the gal of the, who was blowing heads up? What's her character's name? Um, Senator. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what her name is. Senator somebody or other. I'm looking it up. I Gosh, that's the one name I'm not remembering. But honestly, I kind of was fine with how they ended with her. And that that is going to throw, I mean, that already threw a curveball into it. Because, I mean, we knew her as this person who was, you know, a good championing. Guy. Oh, yeah, good guy. Championing for, for the boys and their kind of crusade or quest against the soups. And now she is a soup and killing everybody. So, man, season three is going to be another wild ride, which is going to be crazy as as the first two well, seasons. Between have her been. and Homelander, right? Homelander is going to be in the same boat too. I mean, yeah, he, it makes he's me wonder what her. The scenes. Oh yeah, he's he's like he, haunting is the word that you described is just perfect for him. Like just the way that he is, it just creeps you out. Like you watch a scene with him and you're like wow that was creepy (laughs) and uh so i'm really interested in in how what what's her angle in season three because she obviously isn't on homelander's side so i I don't know where she's going to be coming from in season three which makes season three interesting for me so we'll see yeah i'm i'm really excited for this uh next season it could have been a series finale i really like that I really like that it could have been a ser- they could have cut that last scene out and it could have been a serious finale. Absolutely. Yeah, it could have been just that's the end and I would have been fine with that as well. Yeah, it's just it was just a perfect satisfying ending, which I honestly was kind of surprised that it was that satisfying with all of the loose ends that they had to tie up in that episode. Um so other shows What did take you note. think? What did you think before we we go to the top 5 and close start closing out the show? What did you think of the killing the scene with the killing of Stormfront and Rebecca um, Butcher being murdered by her son. Crazy. I, I did not see Rebecca dying at the end. That was another death that I was like, oh, okay, we're just, they, we're just killing people they now. They absolutely All right. edited the crap out of that. That, that edit of that, that scene was dynamite. I didn't yes. know if Butcher and the kid were still there, right. Rebecca. Uh-huh. I didn't know for a little bit if Butcher was going to kill the kid or try to kill the kid. And right. Die. Oh, that was know, fantastic. Like, tons of stuff that I didn't know that the the camera right. work was just absolutely like he, dynamite. You see Butcher, like, when he sees Becca die, you see the rage in his eyes. He goes and picks up the crowbar. You're thinking he's going to kill this kid or try to kill this well, kid. He, he I mean, can't, he's a soup. But, yeah, he'll try. Right. But you're thinking... I mean, what else What else is there to do? And then all of a sudden, Homelander shows up, and the whole t- tone just changes. And that that is, you're absolutely correct. The, the editing in that scene is fantastic, and that was an amazing start the to the... The directing is the word we're looking for. Yeah, Directing in that scene. Sure, sure, directing, yeah. Victoria Newman is the character that blew off the people's heads. That's the character. Okay, we're, we're going to need to remember her name yes. next year, yep. I think. Man. Um, but yeah, yeah it, this, this it's just is, a yeah. great finale to a great show. Great finale. Get rid of Huey. <laughs> eh. Seriously, get rid of Huey. He's the worst part of the show. He brings down Starlight. He, I don't even though the he's, comics, but... I mean, I guess I'm not like 
completely disagreeing with you is probably the one of the weaker points of season two, but that's not saying that much. No, like I think it's not. Was... It's not. I just, I just don't like him. He just annoys me. Sure, that's all. It's, I, it's not yeah, even okay. really like he is still part of the show. Mm-hmm. He is part of the fabric. If he is like, if he is like Billy's brother, then yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can respect. I can respect that though, because I, I agree with you. He was definitely one of the weaker parts of this season. It's just so hard for me to not give it a six. It, it it really pains me to not give it a six out of six. I'll put it that way because I really, really liked this season and I want people that listen to hear that. So also uh, the highlight of the season was the, uh, the um, penis, uh, long penis. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Mother's milk. Oh my God. If you've never watched this show to hear me say that sentence, that's a strange <laughs> sentence. Oh, that's it, just it makes like, sense, and it's a great, it's a great show. You watch it. that scene, and that's like a, that's honestly a little summary of the boys, right? In that's that a scene. very big summary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, and and again, like, we're just happened? for the record, we we are a bunch of Christian guys reviewing stuff, but we really like this show. This is not a show for your family. No, for your family, no. don't if you've watch got this kids. Do family. not even put it on in the room when they're in the room. This is unacceptable to do that as a parent. This is this shows. Buck Wild. Let's head over to the top five. D. We're going in three. Infinity Bros. Two. Top five. One. List. Starts now. Every week we like to do a water cooler discussion top five. Uh, This week it really has nothing to do with our news. We've talked about a ton. We're doing it for 90 minutes on Nerd News. Remember we were like, should we do hot or snot? And I was like, I don't think we should. And you're like, well, I'll have it ready just in case. We no, don't need it. No. Don't uh, need it. Isaac, I know earlier this week you could catch it. You could check us out on Twitch, guys. Twitch is an awesome way to connect with us. We love to chat with you guys. Um, as I said, subscribing to all our stuff. But really, you want to you want to hang out and chat with us? Twitch and Twitter are the spots to be at. Um, I know there was a debate of top five jellies. Yes. Yeah, so okay, a little backstory here. Um, I was uh, I was streaming on Thrifty Thursday. Thursday mornings is when I it is when I try to stream every week, and I was streaming some Uncharted. Really has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but somehow it came up that grape jelly. Okay, Max. I don't know. Maybe you'll have to get your opinion on this before we start our top five. But I grape jelly is great. Sure, it tastes great. I hate it because. You can't spread it evenly on your toast mm. or anything, right? Like grape mm-hmm. jelly is it's terrible to spread. I hate it. So we never mm-hmm. get grape jelly because I just don't I don't like it. I guess I didn't think that was a controversial opinion, but there's a lot of people that were disagreeing with me on Twitch. So so okay, uh, so let's, let's let's do top five jellies. Yeah. So Jared suggested Isaac, go ahead and this. give us the list because we need to hear that. Now. Okay. All right. So here's my top five. Grape is not on it. Spoiler alert. I love I love grape, the taste of grape jelly, but man, I don't want to take two or three minutes to spread jelly on my toast or whatever it is that I'm having before I eat it. So grapes not on my top five. My number five, apple butter. I don't know if that counts as a jelly, but I'm counting it. Okay, yeah, okay. Apple butter is delicious. It's a perfect like fall thing to have on your. You got to go to an apple orchard, get some apple butter. It's great. Uh, If you haven't had it before delicious definitely check it out number four is a little this is a little twist in my top five jalapeno jelly all right jalapeno jelly sounds disgusting but i had it uh, my grandma made some homemade jalapeno uh jelly a couple months ago 
and I had it for the first time and I was like, wow, this is really weird, but it's actually delicious. Uh, so just do some butter on some toast and just straight up jalapeno jelly. It's fantastic. That's my number four. My number three is another little kind of strange one, peach, peach jelly. My aunt used to home make peach jelly. Fantastic. I don't know what she did because I'm not a jelly uh, making aficionado, but whatever she did to that jelly, it was addicting. And I would like ask for jars of it when I was a kid because it's it's fantastic. My number two is strawberry jelly. It's classic, iconic. You can't go wrong with strawberry jelly. Uh, Prefer the jam because preserves are great. I do. I don't mind the chunks, but again, I, I don't know if it's like an OCD thing with me, but spreading with the chunks is a little bit difficult. So I, I, tr- I tried to do the jam instead of the preserves. So that's my number two. My number one jelly of all time is raspberry jelly. Mm. Love me some, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of tart. Uh, only downside to raspberry jelly is all the seeds that you get in it. But raspberry jelly is the best tasting jelly out there. Uh, fight me at Isaac Allistic on Twitter. Go ahead and tweet me. It's all good. Uh, that is the best jelly of all time is raspberry jelly. So, Max, hit us with your top five jellies. This is so interesting because I, Isaac, you're in good company. I didn't know anything about this. You just said we're going to do top five jellies. I said, okay, I can make that happen. <laughs> all right. And you're, you're like, okay. And you're like, oh, that was easy. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to double down, Isaac. You're 100% right on your grape take. Yes. Thank you, Max. And if anybody, If anybody's talking to you about that, they're a bunch of Todd's. <laughs> I don't know if you're as big of an idiot for liking for hating captain marvel as you are about this grape jelly take but that's where i'm standing (laughs) all right grape jelly is by a mile one of the worst jellies it sucks to put on the texture doesn't work it feels lumpy amen amen brother i've eaten too much of it because if i have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich typically what goes on it grape usually goes Mm -hmm. on it right 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 a little research earlier today on this on this raspberry topic i found 80 different jellies Wow. That you could have. That's impressive. I will tell you the re- the jalapeno j- jelly sounds absolutely abysmal, Isaac. I could not agree disagree with you more. It does sound abysmal. You're right. Uh, so bad. I couldn't believe that you were like all about that. But here's what we've got. <laughs> I've got a very basic list. It's a top five list, but I really am going to be passionate about my number one here. We've got number five at cherry, a nice strong cherry. Uh, maybe um, I do enjoy a little mixed berry uh, jellies, but I, so I'd be okay with cherry going with maybe a raspberry, which is my mm-hmm. number four. Sure. I, too, like a peach jelly at number Ooh, three. Very, nice. very, uh, not very often. I like it on a, uh, I would say I like a peach jelly um, two to four times a year. Okay. But I really enjoy it. Number two is blueberry jelly, people. Blueberry. Don't overthink Ooh, this, guys. Okay. Nice. Don't overthink this, guys. Blueberries is, is is a strong candidate for jelly. Don't overthink this. If you, get, if you ever can get a blueberry jelly, it works great on a muffin. It works great on an English muffin. Ooh, yep. But where everybody's dropping the ball here is strawberry jelly, which is number one. Strawberry jelly is the best jelly of all time. It's classic. You can't go it's wrong with it. It's the king of jellies. There's a reason it's been around so long. There's a reason it's done what it's done for so long. I like jelly so much that I have breakfast sandwiches, and I will do sausage, egg, cheese with a spread of strawberry jelly on it. I am telling you guys. Okay, you're making I, me hungry I, now. I do this on my breakfast burritos, good. guys. I've done this on my breakfast burritos. Wow. I've done this on my breakfast sandwiches. I've done it for years. It is absolutely incredible. You will not hate yourself. It sounds strange. Mm-hmm. Throw some strawberry jelly on those sandwiches, on those burritos. Maybe maybe even grill it additionally on the burrito for an additional minute on each side. 
So it's got that nice, you know, the, the, the burrito's a nice little crunchy texture. I'm telling you guys, it's the perfect blend of sweet and salty. Okay, we got a breakfast big brain here, but I've, I've got another, I don't know if this is controversial, but it's another food take that, that I've got. Grilled peanut butter and jelly is amazing. It's like literally you, do, you prepare it like normal, like a peanut butter and jelly, and then you just grill it like a, like a grilled cheese. And it is amazing. Like you get the melty peanut butter with the jelly combo. Whew. Oh, so good. If I ask for a jelly, it's strawberry every time. Yeah, I got you. I got you. It's hard. To, it's hard to go wrong with. You can't go wrong with strawberry. It's it's great. Yeah, but that gra- the grape jelly take. That's that's ridiculous. I'm glad you're on my side, Max. I'm glad. I know. I I didn't want to reveal my cards till till later. I wanted to keep the drama. Going. <laughs> that was it was dramatic. I love it. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Um, Isaac, thank you so much again for for doing this today. I know we've we've been uh, listeners. We appreciate you guys. It's mm-hmm. been a been a weird couple of weeks for us. So thanks for being patient with us. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, if you got the itch to Twitch, check us out on Twitch at the Infinity Bros. Uh, check out our website www.theinfinitybros.com. Uh, you can check us out. We've been on a couple different podcasts uh, the, as of late. I got to go on the uh, Nerd of God cast with Tony T. Yeah, that was a couple awesome. other great guys. Scott was on it too. Mm-hmm. So maybe mute those parts. Yeah. But um it was a great episode loved it got to meet uh matt and and, uh, aj as well and and just awesome guys awesome guys super grateful that we got to be on that episode um and uh yeah uh isaac uh, you've been you were on a podcast as well lately uh yeah let's see uh well i'm i'm coming up on one i'm going on uh hear me out which is a twitch uh live show uh by super shadow he's a christian twitch streamer um and uh let's see was that the most recent? Oh no, Jarrett was on one this past week. Uh, Jarrett was on the Mountain Nerds podcast, which is going to be coming out, I believe, November sixth is what they said. So okay. stay tuned for that one. Um, and and we we've been trying to stream more on Twitch too. So I mean, all all that content as well. But man, lots of lots of good stuff going on. It's going to be awesome. Totally butchered LJ's name earlier just now. I realized I said AJ. It was LJ and Matt that I was on the Nerd. There you go. There okay. you go. Nice. Uh, that was a great oh episode, gosh. by the way. You guys were awesome. It was fun to listen to. Yeah. LJ and Matt were super get, great to get to know. Tony, obviously, is super classy. Scott, I mean, we and all have to carry Our legs hurt for a couple. Yeah, Scott was there. Yeah, he was just there. He was He was there. Um, they We did this game. We should maybe do this on our Twitch, too, sometime. We're closing out, people. If you don't want to be done, just turn off the other <laughs> They did this thing. You already gave us the download. Screw you. Um, <laughs> So they did this thing where he'd pull up pictures of Star Wars characters, and everybody who knows me knows that like I don't <laughs> oh know anything gosh. about Star Wars. When I when I heard that you were on a Star Wars episode, I was like, oh boy, here we go. You were like, I <laughs> you you're like grabbed your phone, you're like running to listen. You're like, oh my gosh, what stupid thing is Max gonna say? Um, but it was a fun. It was such a fun bit. It was perfect. No, it was so what good. he did was he'd say, say or write the name of who this character is, but it cannot be the character. So it was. Perfect. Oh, that works out like, great oh, for you. Yeah. It worked out perfectly <laughs> for me. And then we got to go on this tangent of like, hey, how did the new movies do? Star Wars culture. It actually I actually held my own. Yeah, you sounded you sounded like semi-informed about Star Wars culture. I'm I was proud I of did. You. And anybody who knows me knows that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. I was and a proud I was a proud it, Infinity and would, Bro, and I was proud to call you my fellow Infinity Bro at that point. I was super nervous because I was like, literally five other people could do this better than me. <laughs> um, 
in 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 our group and there's only six of us so yeah i super thankful for tony for letting us come on that it was awesome everybody else in the infinity bros universe we're grateful for that you can also check us out on discord make sure you check us out there as well absolutely um uh but isaac thanks again so much we'll talk to you soon tell holly i said thanks for a great russian voice yesterday that was hilarious absolutely um and we'll talk to you soon and thank you infinity bros universe wherever you're listening however you're listening know that we love you guys 3000 we will talk to you guys later see ya Bye. bye Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.